this week on the X Factor. I mean, I mean FVTV. Welcome to Fans Voice TV, episode five. This is a very special episode because it's our first sponsored uh, episode. It's sponsored by Cork City Football Club, and they've given us a, t a season ticket to give away, which is really good of them. And yeah. um, we're joined here again, uh, myself, Darren, Neil. John O'Flynn, welcome back and congratulations. Thanks very much. And of course, Rob Lee Han. So, we'll talk a bit about uh, Cork City. First game the other night, uh, obviously uh, lost to Pats, but again, first games. I'm not reading too much into it, would you? I mean, it's early days. I suppose um, what I saw in the first game when I heard that he played well again, Dar O'Connor, very interesting player for Cork City up, up top and the right. Um, so, look, first game we've all played them over the years and like you want to go off, uh, start off on a good win or whatever, but it doesn't always happen. Um, Pats are decent as well this year. It's probably, probably a bigger result for Pats than it is for Cork City, really. After the off-season they had, bringing in a lot of players, big result for them, kind of get the momentum going for them. Great, like make, make a statement, I suppose, as well. Yeah, the reports I heard yesterday, they were speaking on News Talk, they were on a boat, um, the save that was pulled off from Gary Buckley's header. So, some of the lads were saying it was in yeah. their top three yeah. all time saves. See the Brendan Clark. So, yeah, the Cork City yeah. fans celebrating already as well. All right, yeah. I, so I don't like. think there was much in it either, and a penalty won the game, so that's probably just shows you. Yeah. Coincidence with uh, Gordon Banks dying uh, during the week with a great save, lads? Yeah, they actually Didn't made, yeah, that, made yeah. a comparison. Did they make a comparison? Yeah, yeah, Rest in peace, Gordon Banks. Did Keegan Coleman play for Pats? I didn't see the he, Pats um, team sheet. He came on in injury time at the Did end. Did he? Yeah. Right. Uh, I think it was just kind of a time wasting sub at the end because there was nine minutes added on or something. I don't know what happened. Right. It was like 99, I think it was nine added on at the end. Must have been injury or something. I heard that people were saying that Pats were time wasting or really? something going on, so maybe that was part of it. It was a big crowd though, I think. Um, and you were on about that as well. The attendances yeah. around the League of Ireland was unbelievable. Apparently they were all listening to FETV podcasts and that's what got them going. You know, it was Get out and support local. Come on. <laughs> but uh, so we'll take us through John O'Flynn's career. So we had Neil Horgan, yeah. the man in the white fan. Epic. Uh, it was epic. Yeah, yeah. So John, where did you come from? How did you get into football? What was your first love of it? Well, my story begins with a chrome silver van. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they used to have an ice cream um, <laughs> ringtone to it. No, basically, um, I'm not sure which podcast was the second or the third when we were speaking about um, how what got us into football. And I was on about the street leagues. Um, I used to play Gaelic, hurling, the whole lot growing up. Never really got that much into football until maybe early teens playing in the street leagues. And one of the one of the coaches from Springfield came over asked was I playing for anyone I said I wasn't would I like to come along went along it was Noel Ryan at the time and got it got into the club from there so he just um, saw you playing on the street essentially yeah it was it was called street leagues but it was yeah. it was on the grass pitch and okay so yeah so that was basically how old were you uh, I can't actually remember it was uh, 12, 13 maybe right. just going into 13 kind of old yeah sure. quite old yeah wasn't really at a team at that stage so your first time playing organised yeah kind of Involved. It was just more playing with the lads or out the back, baiting balls into the goal with my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still love watching the old footage of that where my dad's video on the <laughs> two of us out the back. We didn't even know and 
of yeah. video footage. Yeah, cool. where just a little goal and my brother's in goals and baiting balls in, and then <laughs> if one goes wide, I go in and I probably miss two of them and then leave leave one go wide and next thing he's in for another half an hour and just baiting <laughs> balls at him. So always love scoring goals. But going on from Springfield, got into the Kennedy Cup team um, and that was kind of mainly Leeds, uh, Leeds of course. Yeah. yeah. What so age group was that? That would have been under... Four thirteens, thirteens. Candy Cup. Well, it was fourteens when, when. Yeah, I think well, it was, it was fourteens. Yeah, the year was that Kenny Coleman. Kenny Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. You know what year? What Liam year? McSween. I don't know. Darren was trying to ask, was it Darren? What, what year, year it was, uh, rather than what age group? No. Did you play Kennedy Cup? I don't think so. I must. Oh, I must okay. have Kennedy. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I did at some stage under sixteens <laughs> or something like that. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. No, I think it's only under fourteens and thirteens. Where it wrong? Yeah, in UL. Okay. I think it was 14s when I was there because then went to Leeds the following year. So it was kind of transitioning towards getting into the Irish setup. Then Kennedy Cup came, probably one of the warm up games of the Kennedy Cup. Uh, We played DDSL and ball came over my shoulder like on the half a line. I was turned and volleyed it into the top corner and then got a Irish call up after that. Got in the Irish setup. Then the Kennedy Cup came in the Kennedy Cup team and I'd been over on trials for with a couple of clubs and was chatting to the family they were saying maybe just do your junior cert and then go after the Kennedy Cup sign with Leeds so Kenny was on to me Kenny's dad was the was the manager at the time um, Kenny Coleman's dad yeah Leo McSweeney would have been involved um, so we had a great team so sign with them played that year got in the National Cup final lost the home farm but other than that we won everything League Cup scored a bag full of goals at 16 then went to Peterborough uh, was there for three years Peterborough then Dan Murray would have been yeah. in the same U team as me same age group was he? yeah, yeah. Dan Connor was there small oh, half yeah, a years yeah. older he would have been in around the first team um, how did you find it there at Peterborough? Is it really good yeah it was you know a big Irish contingent what division would they have been? they were championship Champion. at the time yeah I always remember um, when the player cam remember that started coming into yeah. Sky yeah, Sports yeah. Um, we were the first team was playing Newcastle in the FA Cup, and they had player cam. But because Barry Fry was going so mental on the line, the, the player cam was on him for like ten minutes, and <laughs> we scored. He ran up the line and done a knee slide. No, he got man of the match afterwards for being on. Oh yeah, <laughs> crazy. But um, really enjoyed my time there. Like in the U team, we were playing against the likes of United and Liverpool, so it was a, it was a decent league. And when um, you were there, then did was there times of. Uh, when you were doing jobs and stuff as as oh, yeah. underage players, because that's gone away now. Like you know, what, what kind of jobs are you doing? Oh, like around the training ground, we'd we'd be in the earliest, then we'd be going to college Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then we'd be back into training. So it'd be double sessions. Then the first team would go out. We'd have probably um, a selection of boots that we do. Maybe I'd have two players, so I'd have to have their boots ready before they go out training. Then we'd clean the change room afterwards. We might have to mop up the physio room or you get jobs that are clean the, the mini bus that you bring us to and from training so there was a lot of you know it was a long day I know you were 9 yeah. to 5 it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been that long but yeah, you know but you know it's all discipline when you're growing up we, we had to earn our place in the first team you know you're looking after the first teamers boots there and Christmas you're just hoping you have them spick and span every day yeah, and you yeah, get yeah. maybe 50 quid or 100 quid at Christmas yeah. and you're buzzing like you know so, but they're uh, pretty good to sort you out over there like for the and it would be, yeah, and I, th- I think that's yeah. added to the bond and added to looking up to first-team players and 
you know, if you got called into train the first thing, then it was it was massive. Like, who would you have looked to? to um, who was there? Matthew Etherington. He right. went on to have a, a decent career. He went to Spurs. Him and Simon Davis at the time. They both went. I think in my second year there, they both went on trial to United for like a week, week and a half. Came back and then they end up signing for for Tottenham. Then have you watched that um, documentary about Peterborough that time with that yeah. the manager um, Barry Fry? Is that it? No, it wasn't so. Barry Barry Fry. He was the chairman. Did you see it? Yeah, it that was, was no one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like was no one there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a couple of years after I left. But yeah, but a weird one, wasn't it? That was a weird yeah. one, right? And how did you find living in Diggs? And or did you live in Diggs? Yeah, we lived in Diggs, big section just near the the ground. That was fun. You know, you'd have your jobs in the in the digs as well. You'd have to mull in. You know, so lots with of a family or uh, there was kind of two blocks of houses and our three blocks of houses where we'd we'd all stay in, and the third block was where the family lived. They'd make dinner and okay. how many look after the place. Been, how many would you could have been? House? Could have been twelve or fifteen of us. Yeah, so some some gives, fun nights. Gives the juicy stuff. <laughs> there was a few what you do for about fun? Dan actually it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. Uh, a lot of running because of him for his, uh, some, of his, some of his antics uh, a couple of nights but like in my second year Dan Dan was unbelievable Dan was like the the next big th- he was the next John Terry coming up it, our second year he signed a five year pro went trained with the first time all the time like so after my second year then we all got called in and I was the only one out of that lot that got another that, that got a year professional contract really um, so that was I, I'll never forget that day where we were all in sitting around the office and going in one at a time seeing lads coming in bawling and crying like yeah you know? that's the tough part of it yeah that's, that's it and it's, that, it, it that, is cut unfortunately road. that's in yeah. the game and I think it's kind of hidden until you're actually there like you probably before you went there it's kind of all rosy or at Peterborough but when you saw that and probably happened to yourself later on did you like expect it or did like you don't like no, you you're going over and you yeah. think you basically I've made it I'm over in England now I'm playing football every day it's my life it's going to be you know you go from there but then seeing that kind of brings you back down to earth definitely the Irish and, lads as well that got released um, there wouldn't have been Irish lads in my um, in my U team okay but you know all lads that when I went to Barnet and played with Exeter lads who I would have played with at Peterborough at the time one was a guard one was a mason so you know, meeting up with them and seeing their life after football when, you know, they were told that they weren't getting professional contracts. So, you know, it's you'd be lucky in one sense. Even though the following year was the same same story for me, it was the kind of ITV digital collapse yeah. over in England, Breaking and I came back. But luckily for me, when I came back, it would have been the end of May, and summer soccer was the starting. So it was basically, I got in touch with one of the old coaches who was in the Kennedy Cup setup. Uh, he got onto Lennox to say, could I train to keep fit? Because there was a couple of things over in England where I was going back over and seeing who I was going to sign with. So I trained with City a couple of times and they offered me a deal and I was like, do you know what? I might just go straight in and yeah. not have any off-season or a period where you're thinking, oh, was, was that a disaster in England? You know, feeling sorry for myself. Did I not make it? I just went straight into... And had Peterborough released you? Peterborough released me, yeah. yeah. And what manager released you? And Barry Fry would have been the manager at the time. He was the manager at yeah. the time, was he? And, and basically signed for City, scored two on my debut, scored three the following game and two the game after that. So You're flying. Yeah. yeah. So Just seven goals in three games. And yeah. then Barry, there was a, a, a newspaper interview 
you probably have it in your scrap pile at home. Um, of Barry Fry coming out basically saying that you know they couldn't hold on to me because of the ITV digital, but he could go on to play for Ireland, and he was uh, you know he really bigging me up. Yeah, but it's great to hear. Like yeah, yeah, it's great to hear. But, but you know, yeah, they still could have kept yeah. John. Like yeah, you know, kept John. But yeah. um, yeah, so basically, city career started from there really. So I think it was good for me in the sense that I came back, no disappointment, straight into. Straight into real life, I, I had to get a job when I came back for the first two weeks. One of my aunts works down in, um, in Millipore, uh, so I got a job there. Kind of <laughs> was back into reality, thinking, yeah. oh my God, how, how long is this going to last? And then signed yeah. for City, and then things went from there, really. goes back into attitude, and we all know like you have fantastic attitude and fantastic professional. And coming back and getting that disappointment and turning it around, that's, that's a big thing in football, and it's, it's something... That if young footballers are listening to, it, it's it's really important to take the downfalls because you know there could be goal at the other end, you know, like a, a new team or a new beginning or something like that. Or don't take it to heart. Definitely, I think it's. I love I love saying that the ego thing. Take your ego out of it. So I'm coming home. People automatically think, oh, he, he thinks I'm a failure now, or they're probably talking yeah. about me. No, they they don't really care. You've been over to England. You've done so much more than the people your age that are home. You know. Maybe they don't True. want to do it, but you you can't be thinking that way. You just got to think, okay, that didn't that didn't work out. On to the next, and you know, yeah, keep going. Which any, I think any of those fellas who would say, oh, he's a failure, he didn't make it, are probably the people who are most jealous as well. Yeah, that, that kind of comes like, into it. Yeah, so I think no no self doubt comes into it. You just got to be be strong and, and move on for it. Uh, I'm thinking between the time that I did. Noel Ryan would have came to me at the the street leagues and said look do you want to play for for Springfield I think the difference between when I started off to when I went to England in the meantime there was a coach at, at Ramblers or um, at Springfield um, John Murphy the the AstroTurf pitch is like a memorial kind of right. to, to John Murphy down in down in Cove now but he basically said to me you have great attributes you have great skill and blah 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 but if you can get a bit quicker, that would really stand to you. So okay. he put me in touch with a with a sprint coach, which it was um, Sonia Sullivan's running coach. So I went went to him just before kind of Kennedy Cup that year with Leeds, and that just totally changed my game. Then just worked for a whole summer on speed, and I think that if someone was to say what do you need to be a professional footballer, as well as attitude, we we kind of went over them points. But if you can up your speed, I think speed gets people out of jail. It, it it just makes the difference, and all over the pitch, not just centre forward. You know, if you're centre back, you look at Kyle Walker there. He gets out of situations. You don't have to be a good a footballer if you have pace to get you out of. And I think uh, people thought, you know, you're born with speed, or you're not. Like, but what what you're saying, and I remember Joe Gamble doing speed work, right? And like up till that date, I hadn't seen it. About 2006, you can actually work to get a lot faster. Gamble was doing a true strength. <laughs> Yeah, and he his power went through the roof. He was working with one of the lads in the Maradike, I'm sure he got. Yeah, or it was um, what was doing all the resistance training. Yeah, and, but he, his power and his glutes go on for days. Like so, that's what he was getting power of, with. There's a lot of technique stuff yeah. as well because I remember when we were Stevenage. There's two or three lads you go to a speed clinic in London to learn, and they said like it was all about changing your technique. Actually, one of them was Steve Morrison, right. and I know, I noticed he did. He got he got so much quicker, and and he was like, he was going there every like two days a week or something like that. And from when I first went there to like, 
a couple of months later, that time he went to, I think it was in, was it Norwich or Millwall? Millwall yeah, maybe. Norwich, Norwich. Probably. It was Millwall and then Norwich and then, then back, back to Millwall. Millwall right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just went to another level. Like, you know, it was just, he was there. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was, he, yeah, he's just, I don't know, when he just get the ball, like he could just, two or three yards and he was gone. Like, you know, you weren't catching him. Is that what you were yeah, it was it was just like speed off the mark, just got that extra yard and I think looking back, you could be the best finisher in the world and you're true and a defender would get back, you you're not finishing that. But if you've that extra yard, you get there and then you can finish. You know, you have that the, time. What did the coach kinda of teach you, the sprinting coach? Was it kind of Oh there was there was loads, yeah, I literally spent a, a whole summer with him, yeah. We went on. Yeah. Start it was like a pre season kind of drill where we start on kind of longer running and then shorten it down, but we do we threw pyramid runs and kind of stuff like that, but just stuff off the mark where I, I, I thought really benefited like me. Ideal for a striker as well, falls into the box, get, it, get yeah. there ahead of the defender. Like. Just that, yeah. just that You're yard. quite quick, Rob, aren't you? Yeah, I uh, I always kind of had natural pace, but I've I've worked with people to try and lengthen my stride because I, I always take real like short steps. And it will be mechanics as well. Like yeah, I was, I was working when I was with Cork City with uh, one of the lads in the Merdick as well. And it definitely did make a difference. It's just you have to learn, like retrain your mind basically because you've run the way run like you don't think about it. Subconscious when you get yeah. to a game, you can do it all in training, yeah. and then when yeah. you get to a game, your subconscious takes over and you just autopilot. Yeah. 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 What train did you do? He he had you run on hot coals. <laughs> longer strike, get you off, off faster. All like over over hurdles, over hurdles, that kind of thing. Just get like the oh, yeah. the gate, I suppose, lengthen the. Yeah, destroyed and everything like that. But to be honest, I like Flynn. said, once I got into a game, it always went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when that was happening? It would have been nineteen or twenty, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe a bit earlier. Yeah. You know, Possibly, just yeah. pure technique. Because I remember they started doing this at Cork City as well. They brought in a guy to to train us on our technique, and I was about twenty seven at the time. <laughs> and myself, who was that? They they made no? No, no, it wasn't Dave. No. Even though Dave had done it before, and it might have been Dave. But like, <coughs> essentially, we had to oh, raise Cahill. our legs. Was it Cahill? It might have been Cahill O'Shea yeah, yeah. or someone. But essentially, I don't think it was right because no. it was someone new. Okay. And they were getting us to do this. Like, I look ridiculous. Whatever I was doing around, <laughs> it, and Mick Devine just saying, "Hoggy, cut it out." Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Too old. It's ridiculous. I do remember John O'Flynn coming back. I remember your first training session, Flynn, with us, and the thing that stood out was your speed, actually. Because I remember doing, we were doing one v ones in I think it was Deer Park, with Liam Murphy, and yourself. Like we had got a few fellas back that year because of the ITV Digital thing. Yeah. And uh, George was George the fella back, yeah. who I knew. George was my age group, but I remember doing one on ones with you. Or and I was like, Jesus, this guy is bloody rapid. He just went past me like <laughs> it was something unbelievable. And I was one kind of top player at the time, but kind of right. So I was established player, and um, so it was very exciting. And and you brought it straight into the game against Shelburne. Do you remember? Yeah. And you got we beat Shelburne, who were the the league, the league uh, the champions, champions at yeah. the time. We beat them three 0 Yourself and George were electric. Yeah. And it went from there. And it was Dave Warren was back and. Yeah, Dave Warren. Billy Woods came back that year. Did he? And uh, Gar Cronin as well was there that year. Yeah. And John Andrews actually was there that year. So we got. But you, you're right. From the ATV Digital, we got guys back who were kind of gone pro. Okay. Yeah. So suddenly we'd gone from guys who had never been pro like me a group of those guys to basically I was surrounded by 10 guys who had all been in England uh, within two years like which was yourself Gamble George um, all the full time fellas Dan Murray yeah. 
I remember actually being onto Dan because it, it kind of didn't work out for Dan, and I remember he <laughs> he used to be just losing his head in training and walking around with his hand in his pocket, just kicking balls over <laughs> over the over the trees like totally gone. Over in Peterborough. Yeah, for whatever reason, it just fell out with the manager and he didn't work and. So I, I basically went to Dan and I said, try and get over here if you can. you know. So I'd say it must have been a massive eye-opener for him coming over because we were f- we were basically full-time, but there was five, six, seven of us. Yeah. Mick Devine was a keeper and Dan came over and he's come from full-time football and there's like six lads training in, in the morning yeah. that we might train with the, the full squad in the evening or something like yeah, that. So yeah. you know, thinking about when we actually did start off at the start with City it was only 6 or 7 guys yeah. one time yeah it, Whoa, everyone else is part how it's come on even to, even to now yeah. like it's, it's, it's crazy mad. Yeah. it's mad but Dan Murray still kicked the ball away yeah yeah he <laughs> had that one in training he's still kicking out yeah. Yeah. sorry what's this ITV digital thing uh, so ITV uh, we're going with this digital product uh, they're essentially trying to come into kind of Sky Sports territory for right. uh, soccer but, yeah but it's massive amount yeah. of money into and like clubs and the clubs are using that to facilitate all just the, the, the youth teams squad, just, the, yeah. just the football league or was it premiership as well I think it was both but it was definitely the football league yeah. I'm not sure about the premiership but they were moving that direction and then they kind of pulled it and it had a knock on effect on all the squads right. around right. all the, the youth kind of setups lost all their money that's right. yeah, 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 pretty yeah. year so yeah. yeah even if you google ITV Did digital never even collapse knew about that, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, at that time, a lot, of, a lot of lads would have came back at that time. Yeah. So that would have upped, the, upped our league's um, yeah. quality as well, like, wouldn't it? it that did, year, yeah. especially. Because you had guys who were full-time, essentially, coming back. Yeah, and yeah. into summer soccer, so yeah, probably raised the profile of, of the league a lot. Like. And what was great is that, I suppose, we were pre-recession, then it was moving into the boom. Things were, like, we were all going full-time. And so you had guys who had, you know, like yourself, had a, an apprenticeship in England, who it just was natural for them to go full-time yeah. and, Suddenly, you had a really, really strong league. Mm. Yeah. Well, it lasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just on that with like uh, Cork City, go, going back to Cork footballers in general. I'm, I'm out watching games now a lot. Like, and I see there's a lot of talent in Cork, and I'm I'm wondering, are we utilizing it as good as we could do? You know. I think a lot of time, and it's, I think it is definitely a Cork thing. Fellas think, if I don't get signed for Cork City, that's kind of the end of it. Like you very rarely would hear of a Cork fella playing for a Dublin team. But then dubs will go, they'll go anywhere. They'll always find a club, which is the right way to go about it. I think Cork fellas just think Cork, Cork City is to be all, be all and end all. And then if that doesn't work out, Cove Ramblers, if that doesn't work out, it's just Munster Senior League. Well, some of us go to Finarps, like 10 more rounds of So brand us all the Cork lads in the same rush. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. about kind of young, younger players, and I suppose. What age group? The 19s, they take for example, the Cork City have like this. They're saying kind of if they, if they get one, two kind of into the senior team, it's a good kind of turnaround. Or it's probably the same kind of in the UK. If we get one or two of them through, it's a great mm-hmm. result. But should we kind of be using utilizing more of them? I'm talking, you know, the belonging to a club. Whereas, as you said, the dubs will come down. Yeah. They don't care if they lose games as much really for Cork City. Whereas. You get a Cork lad, it'll hurt. Like you know, yeah. he's going around the city. He's got to go home to his family, mm. and I'm thinking the talent is there. Like if you, I'm I'm probably talking about. I'll use Adam Riley as an example here at Preston. Mm-hmm. Like he appeared in the first team there, um, going back a couple of months ago. If Adam Riley was, I think he's 17s. Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's 17. Yeah. 17s. If he was at the 17s in Cork City, there's no fucking way. Or excuse me. If he was with the 17s in Cork City, 
there's no way he'd be coming on for the first team. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, oh, really. I, I don't know, Darren. Like, I think if a guy's good enough, like when I was there, uh, Joe Gamble and Damon Delaney were coming through, and you, you needed to be that good to kind of go straight to the first team at 18. Especially with Cork City. I suppose the difficulty with Cork City is they're trying to win a league every year. Do you know? So, like, if you're the manager of Cork City, you're not going to just decide all of a sudden, do you know what, I'm going to try load of young fellas. Unless you're really brave and they're really good. You could say the same, what you're saying about I'm really about Alan Brown. Yeah, Alan he was, Brown. He was yeah. at Cork City. In, yeah. I was playing under 19. Yeah. He didn't get a sniff of the first team. No. Went over to Preston and he was in their first team in two, three months. And I understand you're you're yeah. you're win the league, but these that's what I'm saying. Have trust in young players because, yeah, okay, like you might get one or two bad results, but they could turn around to be fantastic footballers. Yeah, you but know, and you're you're kind of breeding Cork fellas true. Is the league that important? That and that's my question, really. Is is oh, it winning the league? Yeah, yeah. I know, know what you mean. mean? Yeah. Is, is it? Is but it, I suppose you're right or, overall. But if you're the manager of Cork City, you you live and die in your I, next I, three I, games. I, I, like, I understand that. I yeah. totally yeah. understand. <laughs> I, think, I think it's different as well than than some of the the, the Dublin teams yeah. where where you're bred down here to to win. To, mm. You have to win the game because you're you're going for the league every year. It's just expected of you. You know, so yeah. we, there's massive high standards there, where you could probably come through a lot easier. For, for certain teams but Cork it, it is all results based yeah basically but maybe like the likes of the 13s now 15s 17s 19s if if you think of if there was a Cork City style let's say that the first team play that it filtered all the way down then I think there might be an easier pathway of coming in imagine a, a, a 17s yeah. or 19s player who knows the style who knows the formation who then has to get called up for the 19s or next thing there's a injury crisis at Car City and he has to go up to the first team you know his match awareness and his position wise you know I think the transition would be better if there was more of a, a yeah. structure throughout the I think they're trying that in fairness yeah. I think they're, they're going that way well all the coaches that they, they have involved in all the different yeah. teams That'll all would have played with Car City and would know what's expected way, of yeah. them players which I think is fantastic but I think going back maybe to Darren's point that like if you know ideally you would just say like you know forget the league for a few seasons problem with Cork City as well not just the expectations but the income yeah the like income, your crowd yeah. goes down you know like when we were playing with Tommy Dunn yeah. and things weren't going well it would have half a crowd like you'd have 2,000 there instead of 5,000 like I know. so it's not yeah. it's not easy but I think you're right overall yeah. um, where's like, the balance yeah yeah. But they probably yeah. had the opportunity to do it maybe when they went to the first division you know to build uh, a strong base with Forrest obviously but like you know let's calm down now in the kind of money situation paying players and let's get a great base and I, as I spoke about the facilities get something that they own and then breed a true Cork because every Cork fellow would be delighted to play for yeah. Cork City so it's not as if they wouldn't have got players I think no. it's a work in progress to be honest yeah. I think the whole Glenmire thing you know have they put a sod down the, the FAI yet I don't know. They promised it about two mm. years ago. I'm supposed to be done by now. This yeah. kind of this year, I was supposed to be moving in yeah. there. But the original like, plan, if it like, does happen, that would be brilliant for the yeah. club, like you know. And then, and then you're you know yeah. you have a solid base with young fellas coming through. Ireland is just short facilities everywhere for sport, like aren't they? They are like not the cat. <laughs> the the I think that move yeah. to Glamour would be massive. Imagine. I'm in an academy, basically. Like, yeah, young lads who are yeah. 15, 17 coming in, and the first team training over there. That's 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 what you want, like yeah. you know. 
that just shows you know even probably young lads might stay and watch the first team training after they train or it's so important or whatever. to be yeah, yeah. near the first team yeah. as a youth player or a reserve player or whatever yeah. to have a chance and look across yeah. the pitch and say right that's how, that's what I need to be makes We're, it more kind of attainable as well yeah when you can see it like yeah. makes it realer yeah. physically yeah. see it yeah. Yeah. rather than think, wait, like waiting for a phone call oh yeah you're training with the first team tonight yeah. that you can actually see them and if, like, if someone gets just say someone gets injured in training you can get called over to make up the numbers or anything yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, and as you were saying, you hadn't even watched Car City or you would never really have taken yeah. any notice and you would have been playing football and then you go to a game and you think, these, these players are actually good. Yeah. So seeing that on the training, you're thinking, wow, well, you know. These guys are unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas you're used to watching Premier League and you think, ah, Car City must be, you know. I remember going across the pitch from the reserves to in the old Bishopstown, the reserves used to train on the left side of the pitch and the first team is play, you know, kind of over in the better grass, right, on the right side. But uh, <laughs> the under grass. the proper lights, right, we were playing in the dark. But we could players too, but... um. They had fellas like, on fairness <laughs> now, Pat Morley, Decky Daly, Patsy Frayne, Dave Barry was the manager, uh, Derek Collin, and you know what, when you were pu- when you walked across the pitch to play with them, they'd get called over, like, what what a moment that is, right? But the, the standard when you went over was frightening. Like, fellas, just diving at the speed of it, and it's something like you're saying, Rob, you kind of have to have to see it yeah. to kind of Understand appreciate it. it yeah. like, or even get involved in it. Yeah, and, and be in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even for yourself, you can see, like you see for yourself, then oh, I can actually, I can do this. Yeah, I can play at this level. Whereas if you're watching, you think, Jesus, these fellas are unreal. I don't know if I'd be able for that. Yeah, or get in there. Or you're thinking, whoa, I'm way off. I need to work (laughs) harder. You know, it's like either either. Either either. I think the young players have better attitudes now nowadays, don't they? Like towards going out and. Not they're, drinking they're as much. A, a low, as, a low as, bar. To yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no bar. <laughs> yeah, no bar. <laughs> they just have to beat our attitudes. Like. Yeah. <laughs> if, they went, if they went out four nights a week, it'd probably <laughs> above <laughs> the bar. Oh, yeah. It's probably above it. Like, yeah. Don't need to van us, yeah. On a Friday night. Come out there Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> I remember signing a Brexer and uh, one of the coaches was saying, oh, there's no Tuesday club here anyway, like, you know. Sure, there was a Monday club, Tuesday club, Monday club. <laughs> there was more clubs in the actual club. It was mental. And you know, people think, oh, that, that's the selling point. Ah, there's a good bunch of lads, like, you know. Wow. <laughs> Just on your um, Exeter days, you actually won someone money. Uh, Darren Deneen gave us an email there. His father never bets on football. He said, Just take a gamble there one day. He threw two euros on 10 teams. Uh, Two teams from each box going from bankers down to 50-50 games. He went off and played a match, came back to the bookies after see how he got on. Nine nine winners were in and one draw, but the draw game was still going on. It was Exeter away to Northampton. I was actually at that we game. How weird is it? Was that the one? Yeah, I was watching it. With, uh, was Roy playing or was he watching it? Too? Maybe I was watching it, yeah. You scored then in the last minute, got him 2K off a €2 Euro bet. So anytime. <laughs> Anytime you're down around Blackpool having a point, Quinlan's is the pub that they mentioned. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, you're, 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 the Moya's going to buy a, a pint. <laughs> I'll drink the pint for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the podcast. Moya. your pint. Too grand. Sorry. Get a get a few books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a few books. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, Dead of the Football Club. Yeah. By Neil Horgan. <laughs> we actually went top of the league uh, that day. I'm sure. 
Did he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I remember it was a great goal actually, a great header. Or might have been when I was at Barnet. Scored. Exeter, a lovely football well. side as well, aren't they? Yeah, they were nice, yeah. They played lovely football all the time. It was, was like exactly what the manager was. Yeah. He instilled that kind of, he worked so diligently on the, on the training yeah. ground where we were drilled so well, but we Lincoln are football. starting to play like that now. Are they, well. yeah? Yeah. They, Lincoln they have are. a massive base as well, yeah. they have a fan base. Yeah, they huge. Six, seven thousand. Yeah. yeah, great club. But Stevenage played them at the weekend there, they drew two all. Um, How many would watch Exeter? Exeter would range between two and a half to four and a half, five, depending yeah. on the game. That that kind of like Cork City. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on top of League Two, no, I think actually. Actually, would I was doing an article there for uh, Graham Cummins. Oh, and yeah. I think he just came in as you left the yeah. last time, did he? I was. He was at Rochdale. We were play. We used to play against them in the same league when I was at Exeter my last season. Yeah, and then I think that year that he, he went. In. Yeah, I went back to City. He he wasn't there at the same time. No, he no, wasn't. No, just, no, just afterwards, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's been a, a lot of Irish lads come through um, Exeter's ranks as well, or come, come to play with Exeter. Jimmy Goham was another one who I was there yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny, actually, through your career, like the, the crossovers, as you said there, like you're talking about Dickie Daly and uh, Patsy Frey and all them, you know, you're watching them, and next thing you're you're playing alongside them, then, yeah. you know, that happens quite a lot, yeah. like with, with players, like. So that was a funny one actually. Yeah, it's good in it. Like, um, yeah. When I was at Peterborough, uh, there was a, a young lad coming through. Um, Helgi Danielson was his name. Unbelievable skill. He he got into the first team really early, and he used to basically take the piss every weekend. Like he he'd rather just take someone on and then come back and take him on again and make him. And oh, his his skill was ridiculous. He was like born and brought up with hacky sack, you know. So he'd have like yeah. crazy skills. But he What's went the hacky to. Sack? You know, little small uh, beanbag balls. Oh yeah, where yeah. Be doing yeah, the tap and life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really skillful. But um, he went. Have you got a TV? What do you mean? <laughs> you never. You don't know what the hacky sack is. No, I don't. Some people. Yeah, I think it's nearly in every American TV show really? or film. Okay. <laughs> Can't think of any American. Every American film they have a hacky sack somewhere in the thing. End <laughs> credits, thanks to the Aggie yeah. Sack. I remember not, that not day, the Godfather. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> the Godfather, a big Aggie Sack comes through. On the ch- Jaws as well, he can hear oh. that. <laughs> I was actually coming down on you, and yeah. now they've come down on oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you so name one, one movie. Name one movie that was in. Oh, the Hacky Sack Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't even think of one now. Oh, I mean, the Japanese movies. Oh, my God, it's so long there. Sorry. Uh, you regret that. Anymore. I regret that so much. He was chinking us That's up. That's another now. thing that won't get caught. No, I bet you. Anyway, anyway, John. Yeah, my story was basically at that around that time that the two lads went to United, um, Simon Davis and Matthew Etherington, they went on trial. Helge Danielson went over to AC Milan for like two weeks. It was mental. But he basically came back and said that all their youth players used to have two puffs of a, of a cigarette and they used to get passed around the change room Jeez. right before training. It was just an Italian thing where they said two puffs is grand, it would open your lungs up. Yeah, <laughs> he came I, back, knew, yeah I knew Patsy hmm. and Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it opens up your lungs after, after two puffs, I think. <laughs> two packets, it decreases there. <laughs> And did he end up? Where did he end up? That Icelandic player. Uh, he he was in Peterborough's first team for a good while. I, I don't actually I don't know. know. I, I never no. followed his career after that. But okay. you know, I never. It didn't happen for him at eighteen man. But just the stories and yeah. the quality at, in the first team at that time. But I thought that was a, just a weird kind of cultural thing where they said just a, a little puff there opens open your lungs up one yeah, or two. Yeah. I remember they used to be talking about um, this. It came from Sweden. 
was the little uh, bags you used to put in your mouth. Snows, yeah, the chewing tobacco. Yeah, yeah, chewing yeah. tobacco. Yeah, but it was actually illegal in the UK. But I think footballers should get them in. They used they used to put them in. And they used to cut your gums or something when you the bag was like small oh, yeah. bits of glass or something like that, mm. but it, it gets into your bloodstream anyway, whatever it is. It's a nicotine buzz, I think. And it was like it, it was a relaxer, so it calmed you. You know, when you start a game, everyone's kind of yeah. frantic, and you know, you're kind of worried about that first touch and stuff, and you're worried about, you know, the first tackle or whatever. It kind of just settled you and kind of relaxed you. And I don't know. I never, I never took it. Anyway. You never took it because you were never worried no. about the first tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Who was going over the stand first? <laughs> worried about his card. It was on fire. <laughs> 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 I mean, much. Speaking of that, well, yeah, have, have you a story again this week? So, from Death of Football Club, chapter it's 10. It's not about me again, now, is it? It is. They're all oh, about you. Is there anything else in that book? I never got paid for it either. Monday, 27th of October, 2008. I arrive early. This and as usual, Mick Devine and Dan Murray are early too. Do you remember actually, John, uh, Mick, De- Mick and Dan were always early. You were early as well for training. But in general. All right. Yeah, just anyway, sorry. <laughs> Arrive early. And as usual, Mick Devine and Dan Murray are early too. Mick's warming his hands through his goalkeeper gloves on an industrial heater that he's just dragged into the dressing room. When Crazy Daz, just back from last week's uh, Ireland under 23s call up, walks into the room fully kitted out in Ireland tracksuit. Complete with unbroke hat and gloves. <laughs> For F's sake, Daz, you don't have to wear the whole gear, says Mick. Daz not discouraged. He has the same broad, crazy grin on his face as usual and sta- says, better than Dennis's gear. <laughs> <laughs> he decides, and the lads laugh. <laughs> I remember actually coming coming out one day in... Dennis's gear. <laughs> I remember coming out in Stephen O'Flynn's... Uh, one of Stephen O'Flynn's Burberry... Shirts or jackets laughed oh, and yeah. thought it was the biggest laugh ever, and all the boys were bits, and oh, he was not happy. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Some people got touchy about it already when it was like respected yeah. their gear. Dennis yeah. wouldn't mind, in I remember Dennis actually had one white t shirt that had a load of kind of not signatures but kind of a load of squiggly writing, and we'd we'd go into training ground and there could be five or six jerseys or a card you'd have to sign. Remember, we all got the Sharpie and we all done our signatures in and around the thing. He didn't notice for ages. I think one day he washed it and it was inside out and he was like, what's all that? Oh, it was brilliant. He used to get an awful doing in fairness. He, he, he took it well yeah. though. He did, yeah. He did. I'd say though, if we seen a picture of our gear back then, no, no, we'd probably oh, all say, what the hell are we wearing? Especially yeah. Gamble. <laughs> remember, again, again, I remember my first... The, the first year I was over City, th- them shorts used to have pockets. Oh, they did? It used to rain. They were the heaviest. You put on two, yeah. two, two three kg easy. It was unbelievable. Oh, God, it was. Nothing like yeah. slim fit at that stage. No. It was. The old Lecoque Sportif top. Lecoque Sportif, was it? Yeah, 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 it was. Wow, pockets. You could put something in your pocket for the match. Golden <laughs> days. That was Patsy's idea. Wait a minute, actually. So, another good extract. Thank you. Book. Thank you. Yeah. So get out there and buy it, people. Get yes. a football club. Yeah. Coming to audiobook soon. Should 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 send you a check, really, or you should send me a check. The opposite <laughs> way around. Rob, you got a uh, your f- fans' favourite um, Rob's weird football story. I do, and it's another another Arsenal one. Probably going to be a team. Do you do you remember the player Igor Stepanov at all? Yeah. No. Played played for Arsenal in the early two thousands, but it's actually the story of how he got signed. He was playing a trial match, Arsenal squad pre-season tour in Austria every year. They used to train in the mountains like for the fitness. But uh, this guy was on trial, he was Latvian. 
all like they used to have like two elevens, so all the players were on the bench for the first half, like Burkamp, Parler, Adams and uh, Martin Keown was on the bench as well. And they were all winding Keon up, saying this fellow was gonna take his place in the team. <laughs> and your man your, your man was woeful. And every time he got the ball, they were, Oh, what a pass, what a tackle, that was unbelievable. This guy's this guy's the next big thing, all this. And uh, they were out having a great laugh. Keon was biting every time, saying he's not that good. I could have made that tackle. <laughs> they were all winding him up. And uh but Wenger was listening and he turned around, didn't realise they were joking, and said do you, do, you, do you rate this fella? And Burkamp said, to, again to wind up Keown, oh yeah, this, he's one of the best safe players we've ever had on trial. And Wenger was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all went out, they, all, they, thought, they thought nothing of it. They got back to London Colony for back after the tour training. Your mum was after being signed on a four-year deal. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And where, <laughs> where did that story source from? Another Ray Parlis in Ray Parlis book as well. That's Re- Wenger's like, reputation. They're like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, like? He was. He actually. He never played because he obviously bad, they saw him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They had a literally injury injury crisis at centre back, and he had to play at Old Trafford. So Arsenal were five one down at half time. Oh Dwight York was after getting a hat trick. So Parler said they were walking off pitch half time. He was stepping and, off the pitch, was he? <laughs> and Dwight York said to him. Uh, <laughs> Where in the name of God did he find that centre back? <laughs> <laughs> All the cheerleaders. <laughs> Take it. That's a brilliant story, though. Oh, yeah. Cheers for Martin Keown as well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Delighted. <laughs> Delighted to get his place. <laughs> <laughs> Making him look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my story for this week. I'll have to read a different book. I can't tell another Ray Parler story. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright yeah. infringement there. <laughs> 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 I got a coaching session off Martin Keown one time. Did you? Yeah, him and Nigel Winterburn came down to do defending with us at Stevenage. It was it was good. It was good to be fair. You could tell though that it was their first time coaching. Do you know? I'd say they were kind of doing stuff for practice maybe or something, but they were good. The points that they made, they they, they knew how to how to get um, defensive points across. Like some little very, tips. Was he very intense? No, he wasn't actually, because no. I thought I thought the same. I no, mean, he I comes thought, like that doing yeah. poetry, like. I think it's the same though. All of us like we're probably different people yeah, on the pitch, true. in the game, than to outside the game. They were the invincibles, though. Like, were, yeah. were they at that yeah. stage? I remember when Patrick Vieira, two or three red cards he got within the space of a month or something, and he got some crazy ban. Were twelve, thirteen? I'm not sure how many games he got, but we, when we were at Peter, we actually went and played them in London Colony. Yeah. Behind closed doors games, like you know, oh, brilliant. where Vieira was there, it was Tony Adams, Lumberg was playing, Henri, like it was like Mixer, the first team, and then the U team. Dan Murray would have been there at the time as well, and oh, what a chance that was! Like, yeah, unbelievable, class. like they playing against the Invincibles. It's just Mental. as well, <coughs> probably you experienced the same things I did. You're down kind of the lower leagues in England, but you get kind of exposed to something every now and again, like Zola. There, we played the a training match against Watford and Zola was the manager like and it was just weird like you're playing a game and Zola's at the side watching you <laughs> do you know and you, I would have watched him as a as a kid do you know like be yeah. unbelievable for Chelsea I remember just he, things like yeah, that same when, when I was at City I was under 19s every, every summer they play kind yeah, of teams from England pre-season we, we played against West Brom as well West Brom, yeah. and uh, Anelka was playing for West Brom he, he only played for him for a few months but oh my good God <laughs> I don't think he sprinted in the whole game and still scored a hat-trick he was unbelievable. He scored one with his shoulder and everything. Not a player. I saw that though. The 
the Liam Miller testimonial game, Luis Saha, like his touch. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, really oh, he's unbelievable. That was, it was one of those, you know, standing in the tunnel and turning across and Anelka standing next to me. It's just yeah, weirdest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, like. yeah. My neck. <laughs> <laughs> but even this setup, it was Arsenal had moved to the new training ground at that stage yeah. and just been showering afterwards. He's been like, what is this? Yeah. You have a cubicle, it's a one bedroom apartment yeah, where, yeah, where yeah, the showers yeah. come in, you know, like the yeah. tropical <laughs> rainforest shower and <laughs> the pitch used to be cut the exact same as as, as yeah. the the first team pitch and all. Oh, was brilliant. Yeah, just thinking... You know, you're you're in out of was that Peterborough during the championship at the time, or went down to League One then. So you think these facilities are class, but when you get exposed into them, yeah, on a different yeah. level altogether. Like we had that yeah. as well when with the nineteens we went over to Carrington. All right, played against United's twenty ones and like got a tour around. It's unbelievable. Like with Cork City. Yeah, very good. It was after it was like it when United came over and played the first team in a friendly. They wanted Cork City to go over, but it was during their season, so they couldn't. So the under nineteen team went instead. Sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was unreal for us. I remember the city go to play Manchester City's under twenty three or something. They did, yeah. They did, yeah. They did, yeah. I remember a couple of lads yeah. saying that that was unbelievable as well. It's class Just how they play. Yeah. But city, city had beaten United in that friendly. So all right. They had a very strong team against us then over there. <laughs> Lingard, you beat us again, yeah? Lingard was playing. <laughs> Michael Keane was playing. Who's ever no? Yanazai. They were unbelievable. They, I don't know, it was a six or seven nil. They beat us. Oh my god! I don't think I touched the ball for the whole game. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different football, right? And even playing Europe, Puggy, yeah. the difference in in our mindset and how we, how we'd set out, and we'd have to sit in and you just be uh, chasing yeah. the ball, and totally and you know game. when you get the ball back, then you better keep that ball, or you're gonna be running <laughs> yeah, around yeah, for the next ten minutes. Like, yeah, it's a different you know, game. Oh, like, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. You know what, kids? Crossed my mind there, um, Noel Mooney. Did you play oh, yeah, Noel yeah. Mooney? Yeah. He was a goalkeeper of Cork City. He was a good goalkeeper as well, and very popular. But um, we played Celtic, and they, Celtic had won the treble, and they came to Cork, and uh, I can't remember who was the, man- who was the manager when Celtic won the treble. I, I can't remember, back in the day anyway. Um, Colin Healy didn't play, but he, he was part of that kind of squad would as well. Would have been Martin O'Neill, would have been Celtic manager. Martin O'Neill, it was Martin O'Neill, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, but we were lining up in, in the tunnel before like, and they were full of they actually played yeah. their entire uh, good team and Mooney went straight over to Chris Sutton and said oh yeah Chris <laughs> <laughs> it's like you knew him on his pure Mooney though yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was right too do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like, some people would be in awe yeah. he just said ah yeah. Chris yeah. Just, I know him from the yeah, TV yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just saying that though and that's that's something I've probably brought out of myself as well. It's kind of go up and introduce myself to people yeah. because I actually missed out one time. We, uh, Stevenage Reserves were playing Ipswich Reserves and Roy Keane was the manager and I was down at the game and he was sitting behind me. like. But he went in, spoke to our uh, first-team manager and assistant manager and I kind of passed the door. I was going, going to the toilet and passed the door and I was like, I was kind of, will I go in there and just say hello, I'm from Cork or whatever? Yeah, like yeah. and. Because I was kind of a bit nervous, and I kind of left it off, and I was like, "Do yeah. that could have been a conversation yeah, that you speak about now?" Like yeah. you know, like Roy is obviously if you met you're him, doing very he, supportive. Yeah, being from Cork, you know, we, so, yeah. we actually we got to meet Roy Keane. We went over to Ipswich with our school team when I was in I was in fourth year. A teacher in our school is Roy Keane's first cousin, and we had a very strong team. We were after winning a few, few monsters and stuff. Went over and played against our youth team and had a kind of. Q and A, I suppose, but not really. Like, just talk to Raikeen after it. Then, that was unreal. Cool. I think a lot of them fellas, you know, high profile fellas, be very approachable, especially yeah. for young lads coming up. Yeah. You know, just as you said, yeah. as 
initiate the, the conversation exactly. or say hi or something at all. That's it. But they yeah. would be Get very approachable. Like, there, like, yeah. But it, obviously, you see from the other point of view, you know, there's always the. You want to be oh, pestering them. He, he, he's, he, you know, I've heard this player, my kid went up to him and he told me basically to go away. And you can understand that point of view too. Like, they. Yeah. They have lives as well yeah. outside of it, but or they could be. Yeah. it could be the wrong time. Like yeah, the wrong time. Yeah. But still, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Ever, yeah. uh, as you said, yeah. most fellas are approachable. Just you asked me before. I have something written down here: head to head, and it, it's something that I saw recently. You know, in every football <laughs> game, no, <laughs> most football games, there's a, a clash of heads. Like players go head to head, and one hits the deck. Whoever hits the deck first, you know, the other player gets sent off normally. Yeah. So there's kind of a race where <laughs> some fellas will go in. You know, they, when you go up head to head like that, oh, and one fella, one fella, no, yeah, no, no, no. With, with, yeah, so it's like headbutt, head so headbutt, yeah. head to head, and then one fella hits the deck, Early. he goes down, yeah. and the other fella gets sent off. Yeah, How many yeah. times do you see it? So there was a game, and the two fellas went head to head, but they both, both went, down. went down at the same time. So like, what do you do there? <laughs> you send them both off? I don't, I don't know. Crazy does. <laughs> I just always thought I just always thought that was a stupid thing. Like, you know, you go head to head with someone, you hit the deck. It's just like Yeah. I've seen so many people get sent off over it as well. It's Did you ever get sent off that? No, I actually hit the deck once got someone sent off. Did you really? <laughs> Did you really? No, no I, I think I was the one who got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> you got sent off? <laughs> Me? You, you got sent off, yeah. No? I got really? sent off once, yeah. For <laughs> <So> that? <laughs> I, think, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I can't remember. I can't okay. remember. Yeah. I, think, I think the way Irish footballers are brought up is to be, is to be well, yeah. maybe it's changing now, but it's to be tough and hard and not show any weakness, even though you might be hurt. Yeah, you know, you yeah, get up yeah, and you yeah. get on with it. It's totally changed now. But I think in kind of getting into the Irish team and international setup, and we had the Toulon tournament where it was the World Cup and playing against different teams around the continent like the Portuguese used to be spitting biting pinching I remember Kenny Coleman actually got sent off in one of the games against Portugal and uh, it just all the tricks that they had where we were probably way behind way behind that we should have probably been not playing up to them but you know more streetwise they, yeah they, they, they were like, yeah they were always being told if you get foul don't let them know they hurt you yeah that's it complete yeah. opposite go down go down yeah 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 get on get on drifting's not happening like yeah you just end up it's hanging on by a sin you'd run it off get kicked even harder next time yeah so we go a bit more local so have you been to any games obviously John he had a game today he won 2 2-0 we won against Wexford Bowes yeah but just to see the joy of the, you know, we haven't had the, the greatest of seasons. We we'd probably be down there. There's there's a lot of games called off, so and a lot of teams in that league, like the likes of Gory and North End, would have a load of games in hand now because of uh, junior cup games. I think yeah. there's more cup games than actual league games in in them league. A lot of cups. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know what's the story. Six, six, six or seven cups. Like. There is. Yeah, I think there's maybe only yeah. fourteen or fifteen league games altogether. But then you add in all the cups yeah. as well. It's probably thirty, forty games. But massive yeah. win today. But just to see that. We scored probably the second one late on the last five ten minutes and the joy like yeah, it's junior yeah. soccer but it, it, they still have, have, have as Love much passion as yeah. as Premier League or Champions League yeah. game it's yeah. it's it's fantastic like get uh, any games hug no but just thinking about the joy I remember coaching UCC freshers and we were three 0 down in a match at halftime and we went four three I'll never mm. forget the feeling like yeah it was unbelievable unbelievable 
you can't you can't replace those kind of emotions, no, can you? No. At any level, like it doesn't matter. It's horrible the opposite way around. Mm. Then if you're the manager, yeah. like a lot up three and last four three. I can't remember, but I just remember a game there recently. We drew to all in the intermediate cup with a crowd came down from that loan, like we were playing down in Cove, and we should have beat them probably four one. We we it was two two nil, then two one, then they're pressing. You know the, the last minute press, every ball fired forward. They scored like ninety four minute or something from a free mm-hmm. kick. It was sickening. It was like we lost the game. You know, yeah, even though it was a draw, but we had to go up to that loan. Then we we won then up in that loan, but still like. After that game, came in like the lads, you know, they gave everything. You could see it. They were bait in the dressing room. I'm coming in, and it was like, it's sickening. But all you could say, like, is they gave everything. Yeah. What what more can you give? Like, and then that happens here. Yeah, that's just football, that and that football, it just yeah. it mm. does happen. It's the emotions of if you're two down and you get back to two two, like last minute. Yeah, it's a win. You feel like a win. Yeah, yeah. And as yeah. that team, you've drawn the game, but it just sucks yeah. the the energy out of you. It's crazy. Even my lads there, it was there was a game pre-season. They went out in Galway after it. They played Salt in Devon, five five it was. They were training alone after twenty minutes, and they were we were actually playing all right. Went got back to tri- <laughs> three all. Last five minutes, they scored two cheap goals, five three. I was thinking, oh god, and then we got two goals back. It was like we won the World Cup. Yeah. And they were, they were going out that night. 5-5, five, five, oh, it was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, so I was saying, yeah, boys yeah. need to go out every, every, yeah. every game we play, you're going out that night. I was at, uh, it's unbelievable. I was at UCC um, Corinthians on Saturday. Oh, the colours. Yeah. The um, Joe, Joe, Joe Gamble, Gamble on the sideline Corinthians. for Corinthians. Yeah. It's good to see, actually. Yeah. Joe was born having a good season, actually, Corinthians. They have a very good side there yeah. put together. Um, they win. They lost their last one. Right. Now, to be fair, I, I reckon the war yeah. probably will take them about four or five games to gel. All these players are only kind of new in it, like Craig Donnelly, Craig, uh, Ian Mylodge, uh, right. Charlie Fleming. Uh, is that the UCC yeah, team yeah, that was one of the Cup? That, that's the Corinthians team. He's on a no, the Corinthians yeah, team. Yeah, but it, it, that oh, yeah, same they won't come. The UCC, yeah. Yeah, it's that squad, is it? Yeah, all right. They have some fine players as well. They have some really, really good footballers. Do you know? It was a great game of football to watch. I was like. I think the under 19 leagues have been very good for UCC. Because. Any players, they get them players, players who don't get kept on at Cork City or Cove, there you go. Yeah, they're at UCC. Whereas before the under 19 league, they'd be at Douglas Hall or Cove or yeah. Avondale or wherever. But UCC are getting a lot of them now, and their team is very strong. I went down to Cove Ramblers against um, Limerick. That was last weekend, um, and I was speaking to some of the young lad, young Limerick lads who would have been playing against UCC in the final, and they said they're a very good team, very good players. Yeah, yeah, we back. We played them three times this season with Douglas Hall. Down, we beat them in the league and then off south of two cups All right. and we kind of the game we won we got an early goal and we were kind of holding on at the end but the other, the other games they got off they got out, out of the blocks faster than us and yeah. there's a fella playing yeah. for him in the middle there Gordon Walker he, he came from he came from Co-Ramblers yeah. actually and James Sheen as well centre half very good player um, Simon yeah. Falvey up top Simon Falvey's very good yeah. Yeah. Rob, Rob Slevin very good player he'd always hear his name yeah. for scoring goals Falvey yeah, even um, yeah. Sean McLaughlin there coming. Yeah, like yeah. you see yeah, the rise that he's got from UCC. Yeah, it's, it's a great idea. It's, pathway, it's, yeah. it's yeah. brilliant what they've done there. Really, it's it's a done as well, isn't yeah. it? He was actually very good with City 19s. Was he? Yeah, got let go. Went to UCC and then back All to right. back City in first team. Like yeah, yeah. It shows like just like what you were saying about John earlier. Like if a player takes a knock, there's a way back. Yeah, you know, you just have to be another chance to prove it like straight away. Yeah, that's it. Look after yourself. I was at uh, Avondale Ringman this morning then 
good game. Good game. Uh, Arnold won 2-0. Okay. Marky? Mar- uh, no, Danny oh. O'Connell got the first goal and then Cahill uh, some I can't think of his second name. No. Cahill O'Neill. Cahill O'Neill oh, got the second goal. Actually, the it? second goal was a great goal. Dave O'Leary. Oh, yeah. Uh, outside of the foot over the over the ringman uh, defence and Carl came in and kind of just lobbed it over the keeper into the top corner Dave O'Leary was playing with yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just back from um, Australia now great players in, in that league yeah there are being involved with City or playing for City or I was just saying that the other day like, the there's league. some good players now and once seen the league very good players it's a good um, sign for them right? yeah very good Dave very good player great game to watch What's, how's that league going? That's the tightest league in oh, the world, is it? So tight, like uh, Ringman would have been top at Christmas. They were yeah. they were about five points ahead of everyone. I'd say yeah. they're the next. They won. They won their first five or six. Yeah, they got off a very good start, but they kind of. Come They've back lost the last four games now, I think, and it's kind of basically we're on we're on top. Uh, Cove Wanderers and we it's could really open, is it? Yeah, well, we're we come fifth or come first. Like, we're all right. Of, we're fifth. We're six points off top and six points off bottom. Yeah, so. Doug's Hall is very good players. Rock Monk are going well. Douglas Hall going well. Uh, Princeton's UCC Ringman do you know uh, everyone's in there two nil today, Middleton then as well Middleton are kind of down the bottom because they, they won it last year they're, they're off but the bat there yeah. Yeah. They're but they're a very good side as well they've signed Danny Morris recently as well Kevin Murray Kevin Murray and Chubbs is on there Chubbs is on there there's gold there yeah so it's in fine health the Monsignor League very strong strongest definitely the strongest the league's been in a good few years suppose Avondale kind of run away with it for a while yeah, they won five or six in a row. Rockmount uh, before as well. Yeah, so I think definitely the most kind of even it's been. When I played Cork City at the start, there was a reserve team and we used to play in the one senior league, and it was brilliant. Oh. It was actually a brilliant way of yeah, yeah progressing. It's football, and that's for young lads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you were also getting exposed to training with Morley and Caulfield and these guys right. during the week if you were yeah, good enough, yeah, like, yeah. and then they'd join you if they were I- injured. And they were coming back. All it was right. great for them as well. Yeah, yeah. So fitness. I was training next to, or playing next to Stephen <coughs> Naker, who was trying to make his way back to the first team squad, which made a big difference to me. Like, uh, and those. Would guys, you have been really strong in that league then? We did well. We came second. Yeah, Rockman right. won it. The year right. we were, the year we were strong. Next year we weren't so strong, but yeah. Who would have been years. at Rockman? Beechner. Uh, yeah, Packin, um, Kiernamani, um, Beechner. I remember um, what uh, I would have gone to a lot of games because Rockman was just. Up, they were a really strong team. They won a few in the Champions Cup. Yeah, it's been a, like yeah. you know you're in a top game if you're, when you're playing Rockman. Like yeah, mm. um, they were really good. Uh, Rockman today at the time they've won things for years. It'd be good if, if they could get that back at yeah. City. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of players haven't played adult football. Yeah, it's that thing, just isn't to it? Keep between them yeah. Over. yeah, like my idea, which is a bit off the wall, is that you'd have a combined UCC Cork City team in the Munster Senior League somehow I'd, I'm sure there'd yeah. be objections to that <laughs> right yeah, I don't think but it would make like, sense yeah. from a player's I, point of view when I, when I was with when I was at Douglas Hall before I went to Cork City I used to train with the, the senior team when Phil Harrington was the manager and oh, that was right. the best thing I ever did like I was a kid like but I was playing with them and it toughened me off so much Brilliant. and made it so much easier than going in out to Cork City that yeah. I wasn't intimidated that I had the experience of playing against them like yeah I think it facilitates as you say that them players who are coming back say you know Cork City first team they need to win games so if you are coming back from injury or something like that and you're not tip top you're not playing but yeah. if you have a couple of them games to get you in like a huge difference you can't, like, yeah. can't be match it's like I don't know what they do now like you know that they don't have a reserve team where do they play 
if you're in, you know coming back from injury with Cork City at the moment, where do you get Hoping it? for a cup game. For a cup uh, game, a league cup I think, game. I think yeah. they organise like a lot of um, friendlies like during the week, maybe, like yeah. against one senior league clubs yeah, and stuff like it. that, and kind of play play here and there. Especially for the size of the squad. They, you need to keep yeah. everyone ticking over. It's probably not as good as playing Munster no. League, no, though, in terms no. of because those guys are out for weeks. just getting the routine of yeah. training, training, and a game. Then you mm. know you have to go to and stuff like that as well. That's that's, that's we've, hard. We've played friendlies like under nineteen team against the first team, and I think that's what when Tommy Dunn was the manager. That's what he used. He used to use those yeah. games okay. because like the fellas now to say, who didn't get a game on the Friday night, we'd play them on Sunday morning. Out in Bishopstown. Oh yeah, we did it a good five or six times anyway. Yeah, yeah. And again, that was good for all the under nineteen players playing in front of Tommy Dunn as yeah. well. Like an opportunity. Yeah, do you remember Kevin Murray when he was at City coming back from injuries? He was he was playing that game. And he actually got injured again. Coming the nineteens are kind of like the reserves now a little bit. Yeah, but they don't play in the, like they play in the under nineteen league as well. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. What you learned from tonight? Take take your chances, lads, and try and play senior football as quick as you can. If you're 13, <laughs> get a spring coach. <laughs> get a spring Actually, coach. Tim, Tim Gale played for Samoa when he was 14. Did he? Yeah. Well, keep that story for next week. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had, came up the other day with the Declan Rice thing. Because Tim Cale had to change his allegiance to Australia right. because he was after playing Samoa when he was 14. Actually, like speaking about getting match, like fellas who aren't playing games every week, at Exeter, the manager would say, if you play the game, you've got two units, so it's a 45 and a 45. So you could be playing on a Saturday and a Tuesday. He'd, he'd always say units, like, so, Rob, you've yeah. had four units. You, you didn't right. even come off the bench twice. You've no units. So you'd have to make that up in training, like, you know. You have to get oh, up yeah, to your yeah, yeah, max yeah. heart rate. So good idea, that, actually, that was yeah. a way of... It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It was. But it's a good, because it brings the intensity of training up then. Yeah. You know, you're bringing the tempo up, because you know fellas are hungry for a game, and they'll bring it up for you. Oh, you know he's going to be ready next yeah. week because he he's not got the u- match units, but you've got yeah. max heart rate. Like you know? that was the yeah. worst. That was the worst thing about being on the bench in in the next morning running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if you come on for five minutes, yeah, yeah. you could bring See. it into the podcast. The podcast units, you didn't get any today. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we know we got the most units last week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, that's wrapping up uh, episode five. And again, thanks for all your support. Uh, especially Cork City today sponsoring the podcast they sponsored it yeah, with a fantastic. season ticket yeah. which is Paul excellent Paul DC commercial manager for, for approaching us yeah. for that. we're that, delighted absolutely delighted with that Paul and uh, they're playing Waterford on Friday night yeah hopefully uh, they'll be, get a big crowd uh, they need to come back don't I think they really? probably be a very big crowd was that the yeah. first game last season it was practically sold out so I'd say it's no better sold. first game anyway than yeah. a, a local derby they'll, bring, derby, they'll so. bring a lot of fans as well Waterford yeah. I'd say it'd yeah. be brilliant actually yeah. packed ground I'll be down there myself. Will you be there? I will. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be there. Well, yeah. We'll all be there. I, you won't. You won't be there. I'll be in hospital. Oh, oh sorry. Actually, good luck <laughs> to Rob as well. Uh, having his ankle surgery next week. Good luck, Rob. Uh, Future pro, pro player. Yeah. <laughs> Except from Rob was saying on the way up, we we're going to try get back together now. Ninety minutes. He'll probably right. get there before I will. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast and subscribing to it. And again, try and build it up. Get us out there, you know, tell your friends, uh, share it on social media if you can, interact with, uh, with us on social media. We will be bringing you some highlights of the Monster Scene League games as much as we can, so we're kind of breaching into that. Um, but again, thank you everyone. And that's episode five. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>